nothing like these two in the great specific northwest thank goodness we do want to thank you for listening to the ron don radio show which is brought to you by les schwab and ron don who are licensed brokers at windermere hey you guys what's going on it's episode 326 now of the ron and don show and we are live from the les schwab studio what is up ron and don nation hey coming up on the ron and don show we are going to talk about the fact that paul mccartney has decided that he wants to set the record straight also Firefighters in Redmond. Yeah, they've helped a lot of COVID-19 patients, but they don't plan on being one. They also plan on not getting vaccinated. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Some new information about John Gruden. And I'm going to read something for you in a minute because Ron and I worked as sideline reporters for the Oakland Raiders back in 1997. And we introduced a young coach by the name of John Gruden, only getting paid four hundred and fourteen thousand dollars at the time he'd become the youngest coach in the nfl at that time as a result of the raiders hiring john gruden there's been a youth movement since because of the decisions that al davis made i wrote something that said that al davis would be pissed if he knew about these emails and espn and john gruden here to kind of frame the story for you with some new information is my broadcast partner uh, Ron at the Ron and Don. Well, I think the theme that we're going to go for, at least that I want to go for, is white men in power that 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 are hiding their true selves from the people around them, and then it gets exposed. Like that's the theme of this story. And the characters, if you're not a football fan, as John Gruden is, as Don just described, head coach. Then he went on to be uh, the the uh, the voice in Monday Night Football for a long time. Then he came back to the NFL with the Raiders again after winning a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay to sign the largest contract ever, 10 years, $160 million uh, to coach the the Raiders who have now moved to Las Vegas. I think you added $60 million. I think it was 10 years, $100 million. Did okay, you, well, I, yeah. I'll stand corrected. I don't remember exact numbers. So the, the other character is an NFL lifer, or one of the other characters, an NFL lifer named Bruce Allen, who's related to sort of royalty in the NFL. His father was, uh, is it George Allen? Is that correct? That's right, yeah. Uh, And so a a legend in NFL circles going way back to the formation of the league. And then you have the owner of the Washington football team, uh, Daniel Snyder, who's been, by all accounts, one of the worst owners of a sports franchise uh, of any sport, uh, any time. Just not a great owner. And this is interesting because you have... If we think about this, you have a cartel basically controlled by the NFL. There are 32 franchises. That's it. Like if Don and I were billionaires or we teamed up with Jeff Bezos, we can't go out and make another NFL team. Uh, And that's why these things are so sought after by powerful men, uh, because you have to be inducted into this club. Uh, There's you can't go in. Donald Trump tried to go out and he's like, I'm going to make my own league. It failed miserably multiple times because the NFL didn't want him. NFL didn't want him inside their club. He's like, I'm going to go make my own league. And that league flopped multiple times. So this is very, it's, 
it's one of those crown jewels if you're an egotistical billionaire in a sense and you want to be in this exclusive club to get an NFL franchise is that that feather in your cap. Yeah, you look at someone like Jeff Bezos, for instance. He may end up buying the New Orleans Saints, for instance. He's been trying to buy a team for quite some time. Jay-Z has been trying to buy a team for quite some time. It'll be interesting to see if a black man actually becomes an owner and a primary owner because we see owners in the NFL and we see sometimes athletes included and maybe a group of 30 people that maybe own 5% of a franchise. But as far as being a primary owner, 31 of the owners are white and the only owner who is not white is actually the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Chad Khan. Yeah. And he is, he is from the middle East. So it's interesting. You have these men called owners and then you have players that go into an arena, and as a result of playing this arena, they really put their bodies on the line. Everybody says, they, oh, they become multimillionaires. A lot of them don't. Most of them spend only a couple of years in the National Football League. And if you made it to college, only 2% of college players ever play in the NFL. So we see these big contracts all the time, but you don't understand. None of that money, a lot of times, is guaranteed. So you may sign a $100 million contract, but as you see with John Gruden... That money wasn't guaranteed. He's not going to get that $100 million. He only performed for four years, and that's the way it is in the NFL. Baseball is very, very different. Your money's guaranteed, and whether you play or not, you're still going to get paid. So back to these 31 white owners who the majority, the majority of their players are African-American. I think that's very important. And also, as we think about women in the NFL, the Raiders were the first team to actually go out and hire a CEO by the name of Amy Trask. And she actually was the CEO of the Raiders uh, while we were there and also right after we left after 1997. So that set the scene. You've probably read about the misogynistic, the racist, the homophobic uh, uh, emails that went back and forth between the GM of the Washington football team and John Gruden, who at the time was was working for Monday Night Football. And so the, there's a couple interesting threads on this. And, and our pal Danny O'Neill actually put together a great a piece on this in his writing to connect all these dots. The only reason these emails came out is because Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington football team, was litigating what he thought he was being defamed by a gossip rag that was trying to link him to Jeffrey Epstein. So as part of this lawsuit, he asked for discovery of the Bruce Allen emails to prove that Bruce Allen was leaking stories to the media. Dan Snyder was trying to find the leak in the, in the Washington football front office. And so as part of the discovery, he requested the emails and those emails were sitting in a lawsuit redacted of the names in Arizona. Subsequent to that, you also had Washington cheerleaders suing for a hostile work environment because they were the cheer squad was sent to, I think, Bermuda or some tropical island. And they were doing a topless photo shoot at the urging of the team while luxury box owners, all men, were granted access to the photo shoot to watch them naked, basically. So that that was a hostile work environment. Not naked. Uh, topless. Topless, yeah. Topless, and they were wearing like very little on, on the bottom as well. I can't believe that NFL cheerleaders wear very little. That's, that's incredible to me. How did this happen? So uh, regardless of, of what you think about the bikini calendar photo shoots, these cheerleaders, like we didn't sign up for a bunch of luxury box owners 
to be in attendance and were parading in front of them. That's that was not part of the deal. So that lawsuit is happening. So then somebody, and this is where it gets a little mysterious. Someone with access and knowledge of the Arizona filing then sends the e- the one email out of the 650,000, sends that to the Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal runs the first story on a Friday. Uh, Gruden coaches on that Sunday. And then the New York Times digs in, finds the other emails, and then they put those out on Monday. And then Gruden is fired by the end of Monday. So the interesting thing to me, though, is does anybody believe, and I heard Shannon Sharp talk a little bit about this, former Bronco and Hall of Fame uh, tight end. He said, does anybody believe that there is not emails within these 650,000 between owner and the GM or between a GM and a different GM of another team or owner to owner of between franchises? Meaning that Bruce Allen and John Gruden had topless photos from this shoot that I mentioned, and they were emailing it amongst a thread that included the the founder of Hooters. Um, you had a, a chi- why would he be interested in these photos? That's interesting. A fried chicken franchise down in in Tampa, hmm. and then the GM of an NFL team and the the color commentator for Monday Night Football are all on this thread, having racist tropes. Uh, uh, non-consent uh, pornography, basically, that which some people think they could be charged for that. Uh, like there are laws that protect women from pornography being published or disseminated without their consent. Uh, you know, and the whole, you know, there's precedent for that. And so uh, the interesting thing to me is, and the Shannon Sharp brought this up, is like, are you telling me that there would not be one email between Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder? or one email between Dan Snyder and another owner, or between Bruce Allen and three or four other GMs about some of these same things that John Gruden brought up. And the NFL is remaining silent on that part of it, of basically, should we clean house of racists in the NFL? What do they do if it gets up to a Dan Snyder level? In the NBA, when this happened with the with the Clippers... That owner was out when when the voice recordings came out, and you'll have to help me remember his name. Uh, in in the NBA, the voice recordings came out of an owner being racist. The league said, "You gots to go," and we're we're basically forcing you to sell your team. And that's when Steve Ballmer uh, here from Microsoft jumped in and purchased that team for way over what anybody thought it would be. Yeah. You're talking about Donald Sterling, Donald Sterling. Yeah. Would the NFL do that? And Shannon Sharp was saying on his television program, he doesn't think so. He doesn't think just being racist would be enough for an NFL team, uh, to force an owner out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I wrote, I wrote something about this. Uh, so I just want to read it to you real quick. If you want to read it, uh, it's on my Facebook page, Don O'Neill. It's also on, uh, you can go to ronanddonsitdown.com. It says this, I worked for the Oakland Raiders in 1997 as a sideline reporter. And I'm telling you right now, I think Al Davis would be pissed. Hey, you guys, this isn't cancel culture. This is so much more. That's right. 
Ron and I both worked as sideline reporters. We also were morning hosts on something called Raiders Radio, the Ticket 1050. It was right down in the Bay. In fact, we'd wake up in the morning and say, kicking your ass around the Bay on Raiders Radio, the Ticket 1050. (laughs) I love it. Anyway. Hey, uh, the news this week about Coach John Gruden is disgusting. I am deeply appalled that Bruce Allen, the GM of the Raiders at the time when we were there, uh, seemed to be in lockstep with John's comments about minorities, women, and gay players. Uh, Ron and I spent a lot of time with the team at their practice facility, at the games, in the locker room, uh, and even on the team's private charter plane as we traveled with the team occasionally. I I have to say that the men I thought I knew, I can't believe that they're homophobic, they're racist, they're misogynistic, and also they're completely pathetic. In fact, I believe the late Al Davis, the owner of the Raiders at the time, I think he'd be pretty pissed, you guys. Uh, many, many crazy things have been said about Mr. Davis. Yes, it's true. He had three limos. He would wear a matching white, silver, or black sweatsuit to practice, depending on the limo uh, that he was riding in. He always wanted to make sure that they matched. Uh, he was a snappy dresser, too. I've also heard that many people, they've torn into him over the years, And they've shred him to bits about various reasons, especially the media. Uh, The media did it because he'd never allow an interview later in his life. Uh, Ron and I were actually lucky enough to get to know Mr. Davis personally. Uh, And he even took us uh, and made us sideline reporters. He brought us sideline reporter jackets. We got to wear Raiders jackets on the sideline that the players wear, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, And he uh, even allowed us to dress as Raiders. Uh, We used Raider uniforms when we flew to Seattle with the team to cover a game at the kingdom in 98 versus the Seahawks. And we had a Saturday night party to go to. So when teams travel, all the teams have, have an, a Jersey and then they have a backup Jersey and we got to wear the backup Jersey, the shoulder pads, the helmet. It was everything. a Halloween party. By yeah. The way. It was a Halloween party. Anyway, uh, here's what you don't know about Mr. Davis. The reason you've never heard a former player, except for Todd Christensen, and he's actually taking it all back now, say a disparaging word about the man is because, well, He loved each player, and he loved them dearly. Uh, And it didn't matter who they loved. It didn't matter the color of their skin. He would walk through the locker room, whether the Raiders would win or lose, and he would stop by and talk to each and every player. He carried a white towel in his hand, often thanking them uh, for their hard work on the field. Many players didn't make the millions that they do today, and also people don't know that when the NFL is done with a player – They kick him to the curb, not Al Davis. In fact, Al kept hundreds of his former players on his payroll. He gave players like Jack Tatum, you've heard of him, they call him the assassin, the job of making sure that every player had his socks pulled up during the game. That's about all Jack Tatum could do because he was pretty fried from playing football, and Al knew that. So he gave him a job, and he paid him well. Other players uh, were paid to help escort uh, current players into their hotel rooms, or give halftime speeches. Uh, One was even in charge of getting the buses lined up on game day. When you listen to any broadcasts, Mr. Davis would always make sure that his former players, that they received all those broadcast jobs, whether it be on radio or TV. He had one player by the name of David Hum, who had MS, who died in 1998. Uh, I'm sorry, in 2018. And Al Davis made sure, before he passed, that, that that David Hum was on all the broadcasts and he had actually broadcast from his chair at home. 
because that's all he could do. He was still included in the broadcast. Also, Mr. Davis, first owner to hire a Hispanic head coach in Tom Flores. First to hire an African-American head coach in Art Shell. First to uh, start a Native American quarterback in Jim Plunkett, who went on to win two Super Bowls for the Raiders and is part of their broadcast team today. Also, the first to hire a female executive in the front office, and that was Amy Trask. One of the reasons Al Davis hired John Gruden, in my opinion, because he saw him as a player's coach, a good coach, and an ally for many black players. I think Al also liked hiring younger coaches. In fact, at the time, John Gruden would become the youngest coach in NFL history. There's not another team out there that would have gave him a shot at the time, and John would have never made it to the Monday Night Football booth without Al Davis. So when John first arrived, get this, he canceled practice. I don't know if you remember this, Ron. And he took all the players white water river rafting. Al Davis loved it. But then something happened in 2003 when Mr. Davis decided to trade John Gruden away. He traded John Gruden. You never hear of a coach being traded. It's extremely rare in the NFL. In fact, I don't know if I can think of another time that a coach was traded. But Al Davis suddenly just did it. And he sent Gruden to Tampa Bay. He never really explained why Mr. Davis. uh, Mr. Davis never really explained why. He just kind of took that to his grave. I have to wonder what he knew. What revealed itself? Why were both Bruce Allen and John Gruden sent away? They both ended up in Tampa Bay. And then Bruce Allen ended up in Washington. And Gruden's brother, Jay Gruden, ended up being the coach there while John uh, got paid $10 million a year to go rock Monday night football. I'm not sure. Uh, But this is what I've learned this week. I hope that we all, see that institutional racism, hate, and intolerance are embedded in our culture. Somebody told me, give Gruden a break. These emails are written at a different time. I say this, are you kidding me? He was still writing them in 2018. How's that a different time? 2018, 19, 20, that's only three years ago. (laughs) And Gruden's response to all this, quote, I don't have a racist bone in my body as I've proven over the last 58 years. Wow. I love when white people say they don't have a racist bone in their body. And then you read email after email after email that says, you know what? I think you do. And I think Mr. Davis probably knew something that we all just discovered. And we're all the owners, as Ron said on this topic. We also work for the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones He didn't want to talk about this topic this week on his radio show. He literally punted. So it's gotten very quiet up in those luxury boxes, those owner's boxes. Well, back to my own mirror at home. I myself still have a lot of work to do. We all do. Because some of the things that John Gruden embraced, especially when it comes to women earlier in life, I embrace some of those thoughts too. But I've changed And hopefully, this is an opportunity for John Gruden to change to love and respect uh, Don of the Ron and Don. That's up right now at ronanddonsitdown.com. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, you guys. I want to thank Les Schwab for sponsoring today's show. And we all know Les Schwab. It's the place to go. We tell you all the time for tires, for wheels, for batters, for brakes, and so much more. But also, when you want service and when you expect great service – 
Well, expect Les Schwab to deliver award-winning service, and that's one of the reasons they just got the J.D. Power Award, right? Yeah, they're number one. I just had this. I got. I picked up a screw uh, in my tire when I was going to the dump for one of our clients, and the tire was flat. I went to Les Schwab over in Ballard. I didn't say, hey, I'm Ron on the Ronadon. You sponsored the show. I just uh, showed up. They fixed that flat, put it back on my truck, and I said, what do I owe you? And they went, Ron... This one's on us. Yeah. Don't forget, when you go to Les Schwab, they're going to treat you right and send you on down the road. You're going to experience that award-winning satisfaction for yourself that Ron's experience, I'm experiencing, and you're going to experience it every time. So stop by or schedule your free pre-trip safety analysis right now. All you have to do is go to LesSchwab.com. That's LesSchwab.com. That's Les Schwab where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. And for J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. That's jdpower.com slash awards. You can just tell that, they, uh, that they're that they just real genuine guys and, and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we, you know, we got, we got some, some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, I'm Oli. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with, with Ron and Don. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail. Um, and then they just came in with a, with a lot more knowledge and were able to set those expectations up a lot better than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire, the, the sit down, the, the experience and, and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed and a, and a, and a trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say a trust and then, you know, we yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as, as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community and knowing that you know, Dawn's just down the street is is comforting. <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now, and we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit, but it's an experience that we'll always remember and have, and um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Dawn Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. The Ron and Don Show is brought to you by, in part, Ron and Don. They're both licensed brokers at Windermere. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, we're licensed brokers, and we aren't just brokers. We really want to make sure your property, when you bring it to market, is ready to go. As I found out this week, sometimes people, they just, they overspend. And it's easy to do when you have a contractor come out. You think you're going to get something fixed for 25 grand. Next thing you know, you're spending 125 grand. Don't overspend on renovations. Only spend money on the money you're going to get back two, three, ten times. And that's what we do. Uh, And we can help you with that. We work a lot of great contractors to bring your property to market to make sure it's frontline ready and ready to go. In fact, I'm very hands-on with that. If you need us, just reach out, ronadonsitdown.com. Ask for our buyer's playbook, our seller's playbook, and uh, we can sit down virtually today, just like we did with Katie. And uh, we're out looking for a home for Katie right now. In fact, Teresa's doing that, our buyer's specialist. 
Uh, here comes the deadline. By the time you've heard this, the deadline has passed in Washington State, October 18th. Uh, if you are working somewhere in the field of public health, specifically, you're supposed to get vaccinated. I also just got a notice from my gym that says, if you want to work out here, we need to see your vaccination card. And they're not saying, show us a test. They're saying, show us a card. And if you don't show us a card, then you can't work out here. So it seems like, Ron, these mandates, people are really pushing away from. They're saying, hey, I want my freedom. We see a lot of people that are vaccinated, like the former president, then telling people to not get vaccinated and fight for their freedom, which cracks me up. Uh, It's also very sad to me. Uh, Nonetheless, what's going on in in Redmond with the firefighters over there? Well, you have uh, a group of firefighters that is they're trying to get exemptions and saying, we don't want to get vaccinated and don't fire us. And so far, there's a there's a review panel that looks at these exemption requests with the state to see if it's specious or not. And so the, most of them are coming in on religious grounds where they say, I, I should uh, be exempt on religious grounds. And so I think the, the easy, I don't know how the review process works, but I think it'd be relatively easy to go, were, were you vaccinated as a child? Do your, are your children, have they been vaccinated for, not for COVID, but like, have they been vaccinated, you know, when, when you're a newborn, you get, is it like rubella and smallpox and there's like a family of vaccinations, polio, measles. Polio, measles. Yeah. So if, if, if you could, if they say yes to that, then it's like, okay, well, you're not religious enough to protect your own kids denied. So most of these things have been denied. Then people are really rising up uh, and trying to force their way through this religious exemption when clearly it's not about that. It's just about their own personal philosophy. And, and I, I'm, hopeful that the state of Washington stands their ground and says, no, you're fired. You don't have to get vaccinated, but you're not allowed to be a firefighter if you don't. And the, the analog that I thought of this would be, like, imagine if, if there was a bunch of judges in the state of Washington, and some of the judges said, we would like to impose our religious views in this court because that's my personal beliefs. That's my freedom." Well, so, and many have over the years. Many have tried, but yeah, I'm just please. saying, like something many have tried, many have so. something something blatant where they're like, "I'm going to disregard the law of the land uh, because that's my freedom." We we you wouldn't allow that. You wouldn't be allowed to be a judge if you're like just disregarding the law. You have to, you know, agree with the rule of law to be a judge. And I'm, I'm citing there's probably exceptions to this, but. Uh, as an analog, I think it works. You don't have, if you're going to be a firefighter, these are the rules. You got to be licensed to be an EMT. You got to go through firefighter training and you got to be vaccinated. You're going to be out in the public interacting with people that have COVID. That's just the rules. So if you don't want to follow those rules, you don't get to be a firefighter. So you're not guaranteed employment anymore. If you don't want to fire in the same way, if you, if you lost your certification, you can't be a firefighter anymore. If I don't, if I don't continue my education with the, the real estate board, I don't get my license anymore. I can't go. I have religious exemption. I shouldn't have to study anymore. No, that's not how it works. There are requirements set out that to keep being employed and either I comply with those or I don't. And if I don't, and they take away my license to practice, then I can't practice anymore. Yeah, I hope people just remember politicians want to divide us. They don't want to keep us together because by creating division, that's how they get elected. 
And I think a lot of times as we spend more time with each other and not on say, social media, but in real proximity to each other. I was thinking about this the other day, just all the waves, all the waving I do in Seattle. Because, you know, when you, when you roll up these streets, they they were built for horse-drawn carriages. They They weren't built for all these cars and all these delivery trucks. And I see the way that people wave and scoot over and give each other room and take care of each other. And, and, and it, it, it's so nice. It's a part of Seattle, uh, that I actually like. Right. And, and, and for some reason, when it comes to freedom, when it comes to freedom, it's a lot of the politicians that are vaccinated, but they're goading people on like these firefighters. Hey, it's your freedom. Uh, don't get vaccinated. And I brought this up before George, Va- George Washington, not only at Valley Forge, uh, but before you could even show up to be a soldier, you had to be vaccinated against smallpox. You just had to be. And then people want to argue and say this vaccine is different and so on and so forth. The bottom line is this. This vaccine creates B cells in you, and those B cells will be in you forever. So even though you still may get COVID, you have B cells in you that will activate and fight. Read the book called 1918 to learn more about B cells. This is very interesting. A good friend of mine. Uh, she was married to a gentleman, and he, they have five kids together. And she just had to get on a plane and fly back east. And I said, why'd you have to fly back east? And and he's a person that has really embraced the right. He's embraced Donald Trump. And he feels like uh, it, is, it, it is his freedom to not get vaccinated. And he didn't want to get uh, any of his children vaccinated. He is now six weeks on a ventilator. Uh, he's in a coma. And there's a good chance that he's going to die. He's in his 50s. Good chance that he's going to die. And he's going to leave uh, these incredible kids behind. She went back and she went to take, get, take the kids to get vaccinated. And their father had so convinced them, so convinced them that this was government overstep and freedom. Even as they're sitting there and they're watching the possibility of their, their father dying, they're saying to themselves, it's just ingrained in them. Yeah, we we probably shouldn't get vaccinated because if dad does wake up from a coma, he's going to be pissed. That's amazing to me that you see people on ventilators for four, five, and six weeks. And you know what? That's effing up my freedom because guess who gets to pay for that? I do. Guess who gets to pay for that? You do. There's so many people right now that are taking up hospital beds that didn't get vaccinated. In fact, I don't know if you've ever heard the band called Mud Honey. Reading Crosscut, Charles Cross just wrote, uh, and he's written a lot about uh, the definitive biography, for instance, on Kurt Cobain. He just wrote, wrote an incredible article about the basis of Mud Honey right here from Seattle. He's also a nurse at Harborview, and he talks about, and he started a podcast, what it's been like to be a healthcare provider in the age of COVID. And he said, all the people that are coming down, all the people that are chewing up our resources, all the people that are coming and sitting on ventilators and dying, over 90% of them are the unvaccinated. And so I just encourage people, don't listen to politicians. They aren't at Harborview. Uh, They aren't on the front lines. You don't see a lot of doctors and, you know, you can find one here or there or even these firefighters in Redmond because they get headlines when they come forward. And I saw a pilot the other day fight for your freedom and all that. Uh, But he's still vaccinated because he says he has an underlying condition. Are you kidding me? And then he's on a video telling other people in his little pilot suit uh, not to get vaccinated. So 
The bottom line is this. Let's put ourselves in the proximity of people that are on the front lines fighting this battle. I know you can find a nurse and you can find a doctor, a firefighter, a police officer here and there uh, that say fight for your freedom. Don't get vaccinated or uh, and it's it's the, the bottom line is this. It's just all anti-vax crap. And for you, those of you that want to be silent about it, like I saw a picture the other day of one of my friends on Facebook and she's standing next to her sister and they have these signs up and it says, I'm vaccinated. And the other one says, I'm not vaccinated, but, but, but we're both celebrating each other and celebrating our freedom. F you, F that has nothing to do with freedom, has everything to do with public health. And you have to understand, you have to take a stance because you will look back on this time in history and to be silent, to be silent right now about being vaccinated is to be complicit. It is not about freedom. It is about public health. It is about your health and it's about mine and it's about our collective resources that are being sucked up right now by the unvaccinated. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey guys, we want to introduce you to a brand new sponsor here on the Ron and Don Show. He's part of the Ron and Don Nation. His name is Mitch Weeks. He's with Home Seed Loans. Go to his website, Mitch.loans. Ron, you went to Mitch. I just did this to get pre-approved. And Mitch, I went through the online portal. It was relatively painless. The big news, though, to us and here in the Ron and Don Nation, we've worked with you in Home Seed. You have an amazing buyer's program now for people that listen to this show. We sure do, yeah. It's a members only for Ron and Don Nation, and you're going to be part of our buyer benefit program. So just by listening to this podcast, you're in. No hassle, no questions asked. Uh, this partnership means that listeners will save half a percent on the closing of your loan. That's an average of $3,000 saved when you switch to Mitch. To find out more, schedule a chat with me by going to Mitch.loans. That's Mitch.loans to find out how you can get pre-approved to buy a new home today, just like Ron. All right, so that half a percent, that applies to refinance or to a brand new loan. Go to Mitch.loans. It's not a .com. It's Mitch.loans. The Weeks team, NMLS 1691573. Hi, this is Therese, the new buyer specialist for all of you in the Ron and Don Nation. If you're going to win a house in such a competitive market, you better have a good strategist. And that's what I specialize in. When you're ready to sit down with us, go to ronanddonsitdown.com. And now back to the show. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. We had a lot to say about John Gruden today. Uh, We also had a lot to say about vaccinations. Uh, And we're going to talk about the Beatles. And really, Paul McCartney is going to be 80. Can you believe that? Anyway, he uh, wanted to set the record straight about who really broke up the Beatles. So we're going to talk about that in our next episode, episode 327. In the meantime, Ron, we are very busy right now. And my message to people is do not over-renovate. I see so many people over-renovating. And it is important as people get ready to sell this fall or even next spring or money that a realtor will sell you will tell you need to spend or even a contractor will tell you need to spend and people are really overpaying when it comes to some of the renovations and sometimes they're not doing the right renovations in order to bring max value of that house right absolutely not only don't over renovate don't under renovate meaning like we'll go into houses sometimes at a specific price point it's like really like that's the thing you fixed you, you didn't fix... Give the, me an example. What's uh, the you didn't fix this junky bathroom from 1958, and you fixed... Maybe you put new flooring in a bedroom or something, and you're like, 
okay, this makes no sense. If you're going to spend money, spend money in the right places. Uh, the other thing I'd like to say, like I agree with everything you just said there. Also, if you've been thinking about 2022, like I am going to buy something in 2022 personally. Nice. And so I'm thinking about that now. I went. I met yeah. with the finance guy now, I Mitch from Mitch.loans, who sponsors the show. That's I got it. all my paperwork in now yeah. because let's just say, and we see this all the time, something falls into my lap. Uh, next week. I was expecting to buy something in 2022, but something just drops in my lap right now. I want to be ready. I yep. want to be ready because I know that's my intention. So I'm getting the ball rolling now uh, because I'm looking forward and, and, and it, it's kind of a pain in the butt. Like there's some due diligence you have to get through and you're digging through boxes and searching through emails, trying to find this document and that document. And it takes, a, you, I think you said one time, probably takes a, a good afternoon, five or six hours to collate all these things and get it. And it's uh, many people just go, ah, it's a dry, I don't have time for that. I got to take the kids to practice and I'm busy and I'm doing the, that. That's the work that then puts you in position when you find that thing. And we've had this more times than I can count on my hands right now of someone that found quote unquote, the perfect place and they can't move. They, they can't move fast enough. Someone else that's done their due diligence pops in and buys it and then they're super disappointed yeah so it's like why didn't i why didn't i get my docs into mitch it's like i don't know we i introduced you three weeks ago and you just never did it yeah i do a lot of renovations uh, we have a house right now we're renovating we're probably gonna spend one hundred and twenty-five thousand on it you could easily spend six hundred thousand on this house and we're not just by doing the renovations though the house is now three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars uh, it's increased in value because the 125 we spent. And if we wouldn't have spent that 125 in all the right places, or you let other areas of the home suck up all our cash, uh, it wouldn't be worth 1.5. It would still be worth one to 1.1. So important to do that. I get personally involved. I'll suggest a lot of different crews that we can hire. And, uh, we come up with a strategy on how to bring your house to market. And I'm knee deep and hurt on that. And I love it. You guys, I really love doing that. So anyway, if you need us, if you need me, just reach out, Ron and Don sit down.com. I even have helmets and, uh, I'll get a helmet for you guys. And we'll also get a Ron and Don sit down coffee mug. And we even have some new, uh, French presses we're handing out to our clients too. So if you need us, run it on sitdown.com and we're about to relaunch that website with all kinds of cool pictures. So you can see a lot of the cool uh, renovations and a lot of the homes that we've been buying and selling this year for all our clients in the Ron and Don nation. Till next time, keep your head up, shoulders back. Check us out at ronanddonsitdown.com. You're listening to the Ron and Don show all day on the Ron and Don radio network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.